We've been testing a few powerful cars recently, which is fine for the ref heads, but what about practical motoring? Well, the Honda Jazz is in the light car class. That's the second smallest. There's quite a spread of vehicles there, about 14 or so, right down to the Toyota Prius C is part of this market. The Hyundai Accent is leading it with about 21% of the market. Mazda 2, Toyota Yaris, and then in fourth place, the Honda Jazz, ahead of things like the Volkswagen Polo and even ahead of the Kia Rio, which is interesting because that uh, has just come out. It's selling a bit better by month by month now. And uh, if you looked at the recent month rather than the year to date, it would be a bit higher. So it's an interesting market, and driving the Honda Jazz was Errol Smith and I. We've had a go at it, and Errol joins me on the line now. G'day, David. G'day, Errol. What uh, do you think uh, about it? A pretty zippy little car? Yeah, it was. Um, I, I thought it was pretty quick um, in the scheme of things, um, given it's a little 1.5-litre engine and um, a nice, easy-to-use easy five-speed gearbox. 88 kilowatts. That's not bad, really, for that size vehicle. Yeah, it's it's pushing over, pushing around a little bit, just a tad over a ton, metric ton. So it's um, you know, it's it's quick enough. It's no no rocket, but uh, it's quick enough. Um, you can get a CVT auto if you're prepared prepared to throw in another two grand. But um, but our test car had the manual. The only thing is, I would have liked it to have had a sixth gear. Hmm. I think I almost put it, tried to put it into reverse when, on the freeway, yep. uh, which which could have gone horribly wrong. <laughs> Uh, I found it a little notchy, not un- badly notchy. There were some cars, the recent, what was it, the Bacanto, the Kia Bacanto, was a really soft gear change. It was almost like pushing a knife through butter, whereas mm. this one, you could even hear the synchromesh as you, as you went down a gear back to second, say. Yeah, it was, it's a very sort of traditional manual. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, spacious? Yeah, it's um I think it's uh product got a fair bit of room given the the class that it's in. The rear legroom's excellent for adults. Mm. So you can comfortably carry four adults or, you know, maybe two adults and three kids. Mm. Um and the boot's not bad either. Noisy? I was surprised how quiet it was even at freeway speeds. Not not too much wind noise. And good visibility? Yeah, it's you've got a, a quite a large front wind side windows, so visibility is pretty good all round, and you've got a, a reverse, reversing camera standard as well. Oh, look, I think that's fantastic. Could you get yeah. comfortable in the driving position? Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. I, I wouldn't call it excellent. Um, the, the seats don't have a lot of adjustment, but the steering wheel does have full adjustment in and out and up and down, which is um, uh, nice to see. And economy, what would you get out of the little four-cylinder engine? The one we had, you'd get about 6.2 litres per 100, but if you go to the uh, auto, you can get 5.8 on the combined. It's better. Yeah, it's actually better. It used to be the other way around. And the CVT, I think, helps that. Uh, I've, yeah, uh, it certainly does. Yeah. I've got in these cars, and I have a, a bit of a problem with the controls in terms of the entertainment volume and things, but uh, syncing the phone, key issue now these days, was it good? Yes, it, it was pretty pretty easy to sync. Um, the only problem I had is that sometimes the controls didn't work, hmm. even though it was uh, connected. The um, hanging up, like answering the phone and things, didn't seem to be very reliable. So that's uh, something for for Honda to have a look at, I think. I also found sometimes it was easy to sync, but then when you wanted to go to Bluetooth and that, it got a little bit unnecessarily complicated. The other thing, I hopped in the car to put it in the driveway, so it was sort of getting you know, late-ish into the night, and the last person, my wife, had been driving it, and I think the kid had been in the car as well. I got in and the sound just blared. 
Now, the screen didn't show me where I could change the volume. I had to go to another screen to find that out. And I eventually turned the car off and sat down and and, meditated for a bit before I I tried (laughs) to get into this again because I knew what was going to happen. I was going to turn it on. It was going to blare at me. And I was going to struggle to try and get the volume down lower. Yeah, it's uh, that you've you've had uh, teenager symptoms um, there. Mm. It's got a touchscreen, you know, multimedia system. It could be better. Um, yes. it, the screen's quite small, and the buttons don't seem to be very clearly labelled, or and they're often very small. And I, I have found that some of the buttons you'd hardly ever use were really big, but the other buttons you'd want to use all the time, you know, like play, fast forward, pause, were tiny. Yes. which just seemed poorly designed. Um, the, the other thing I didn't like about it is that the the USB, HDMI and auxiliary ports, and it's nice that it has those, but they're right next to the display. So if you plug a cable in, you'll end up with cables sort of sticking out the top of the dash and going everywhere. So it's not that um, not that well designed. It looks like my computer system at home. It's got yes. wires sort of coming out where you really would prefer them to be much more neat, tidy and, and not as visible. Yeah, and there's no GPS um, in it, no sat-nav. I just hopped into the Odyssey as well, just having just returned the jazz, and I've got to say, I, I was rushing out, got in the car to go to a location I didn't know the directions to and found it had no sat-nav. I'm getting used to these sorts of things. Other problems with it too, issues of using it, I think you have one in particular that you didn't find as full as fulsome as it might have been. Yeah, the horn. It's, it sort of just goes, Wah. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I won't buy one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you, you don't get any uh, any modern safety features on this, so you're not going to get any kind of autonomous braking or any anything like that at all. Hmm. Not even on the higher models. So, um, and you get a space saver spare. I'm not as adverse to that as some might well be. Uh, it means, of course, that if you do, in a rare chance, have a flat tyre, you are inconvenienced. But then again, for the majority of times, it's space in the boot that I'm more interested in. Mm. And that would be okay, David, if having the space over spare actually gave you more space in the boot. But ah. it doesn't because they've put the space over spare to save some weight, I assume. And then there's a big, thick, thick piece of foam above the space saver spare to make up for the space that a full-size spare would be. Touché. To keep the, the boot the fit floor level. Your partner sat in the passenger seat. Did she have any reflections? She did it, appreciate that there were vanity mirrors on both um, sun visors. Okay. And, uh, and you've got sort of a map slash makeup light on each one, on each side too. Hmm. So that was, that was appreciated. But cons? She thought the, 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 it's got these sort of tiny little quarter windows um, ahead of the front pillars and they kind of look a bit kind of funny and they don't sort of give you much extra visibility. And we, did, we couldn't know, didn't know what the outside temperature was, but it was important where we were, trust me. <laughs> Your sister had an older jazz. She had a look at it. Did she have any feedback on how things have improved? Yeah, she said it was sort of, you know, pretty, pretty similar uh, overall to the previous one. Uh, the thing she didn't like, though, was that the previous model had a sort of a shelf underneath the, the full length of the dashboard, which gave a lot of internal storage, and they've removed that in, the, in this later model. So the uh, internal storage is actually worse in terms of where you can store your odds and ends. Hmm. Her favourite thing, though, which they've kept, is the magic seats, 
which have folds. It's something stupid like 68 different ways you can fold the rear seats. Uh, they sort of fold down flat into the floor or they fall, sort of fold up and out of the way. So you've got uh, lots of different options there. For this size of vehicle, I think that's fantastic because yeah, you are yeah. trying to use the space inside as effectively as possible. You want a small car for nipping around the city and parking and ease of ease of parking, but then you also occasionally want to put that big box in the back. Yeah, we all need to do that occasionally. Hmm. <laughs> a trip to Ikea never, never results in anything small. In summary then, Errol? It's an affordable small car that kind of does what you need, but not much more. Good engine, quiet ride, flexible seating, and it's easy to park and drive. Talking about it, what's it cost? The one we had is about seventeen grand, give or take, on the road. That was with uh, the whopping $495 for the metallic paint, mm. uh, which is a pretty big proportion of the vehicle cost when you think about it. So you pay an extra two grand if you want uh, the an auto. Every car company does it now. If you get it white, that's your recommended retail price. Anything else above that is usually going to take you a lot more to do it. But, of course, there is also the fact that it's a 1.3 or so litre engine. You can get that on motorbikes now, can't you? A mate of mine had a, a, an ex-police motorcycle, which has got a 1.3 litre engine with similar power to the, the 1.5 that's in the Jazz. Yes. Um, and he said the same thing as, as, as I did, that he, he wanted a sixth gear <laughs> when he was at like, freeway speeds because he was doing a similar, you know, about three, a bit over 3,500 RPM at 110. So, so basically the Jazz is a motorbike with four wheels. Well, I think the derivative for early Hondas was that as well. Yes. Well, of course, Honda do make motorbikes as well. Mm. Of course, the uh, motorbike car he was referring to had a 9,000 RPM red line, which is a little bit about, two or two, about three grand higher than the, the chess. Yeah. <laughs> Errol, lovely to talk to you. Thanks very much for your time. No worries, David. That's Errol Smith, and we were talking about the Honda Jazz, and you can hear a longer version of that interview by going to our website at drivenmedia.com.au.